wipe them out. All of them. Okie religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster if you side here. Red leader standing by. Green leader standing by. Green leader standing by. of Geek Goodness Podcast Network. I am Ian Castillo, and I am very excited to be your host today for the first time. On uh, Monday Mondays, we're going to be talking about Epi 6 of Mandalorian. That's Episode 6 of Mandalorian. I'm here with two of my favorite people. I got Lael Rockwell, who's always rocking these podcasts well. How you doing, Lael? Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm great to hear. It's, it's great to hear you, Ian. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. And then I got Vincent Dunn, who always gets it done. How you doing, man? I am doing fantastic. <laughs> this must be a dream because I'm living it. Yo, I'm, wait, 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 wait. He said Vincent Dunn, who always gets it done. I got to use that from now on. <laughs> I like that. I'm amazed, I'm amazed you have it yet, too. I like that. <laughs> All right. So episode six. Um, my my first and most – I just because I'm so excited about this question, I I – Bill Burr is a comedian I respect and like a lot. And I was yeah. wondering, uh, so I'll, I'll go to Vincent first. Uh, Vincent, see, are you familiar with Bill Burr's stand-up? And if you are, were you happy with his performance or even surprised with his performance in this episode? So I'm one of the biggest Bill Burr fans. I've literally even just seen him live as recently as last year. In November, I seen him on his 50th uh birthday anniversary tour thing um, awesome. so i went down to maryland and seen him live um i'm a fan of his podcast i'm a fan of his stand-up acts I, i'm huge bill burr guy um nice. so see and i had no idea he was gonna be on this show so the I, i'm watching it and i see <laughs> bill burr and i'm like hold up bill burr's on here and i just start <laughs> laughing to myself because i know how funny he is and and he, he was just so organic in a show, like it fit. It like at first it was just like Bill Burr on Mandalorian, but like through the the pacing and the course of the show, he just more and more just kind of just like fit in. And then it was just kind of fun to me, just try, trying to think just how much of the stuff that was in there that he probably just ad libbed, and they were just like, God, just all right, we got to keep that in. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And then above and beyond that, it's always funny. It was funny to me seeing him on there because. He's he's uh, going on talk shows and went on record before saying that he's not really a, a geek or nerd and he's he missed the boat on Star Wars. So he's like kind of poked fun at Star Wars before. Like I remember when episode seven or eight came on, he was on Conan and everybody was talking about Star Wars and Conan asked him about it. And he was just like, I don't care about Star Wars. So it's just really <laughs> funny seeing him on here is just like as an actor, comedian without really caring about the, uh, you know, the lore, but still killing it. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. Leo, what do you think? Yeah, I, I um, you know, I would actually want to echo that in both sentiments. Um, I've been a Bill Burr since since actually finding out, and even actually since his heyday of actually writing, co-writing, um, you know, the Dave Chappelle show because he wrote a lot yep. of skits. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And it and just him being on the show, uh, a couple of times, it was like you know what I mean. His stand up, his. You know, but but the thing is, it's like you know, looking at him in in his style of comedy, you know, it was a shakeup. Like when they announced that he was actually going to be um, on an episode of Mandalorian, and then we're actually seeing him in you know one of the trailers, I was like, you know what? In a sense, it sort of like makes sense. Even to him, it probably wouldn't, but it makes sense that he would be in this world because the thing is, like, he has that harsh type of funny reality type of comedy right, and yeah. with that personality it sort of fits in this world because it gives him that grit you know what i mean like and and that's what was so funny about it but i i was the thing is to me when i watched the episode he was one of the highlights of the show like he oh, carried he carried his own 100 percent, and that's what i loved yeah. about and i love the simple fact that he was placed 
in this particular episode one of i think one of the best episodes of the entire series so far and he got a chance to shine i really love that he drove the story too yeah, yeah. like it was really like he drove the story like he was the one yeah. who who questioned if his his skill he, he was the one who um first led the the danger of, of of them finding yoda like it was like baby yoda or whatever the child but he and tested tested the Mandalorian like oh wait let's see what he can do like he yeah. drove he drove the episode it was it was like everything was kind of um you know pushed progressed through you know his actions so it was very very like great role for him which he, and he's he said before he's not really an actor and when he when he gets roles like that he just feels like he doesn't deserve them but every time he does he fucking kills he kills it yeah. I, I would even say that sometimes he plays even more true to his stand-up character in, in roles that he gets. But this, mm. I felt like, wasn't necessarily true to his stand-up character, but still had the grit, still yeah. had still had yeah. a, a lot of energy that was just just driven in the right... He, he's a talented actor, yeah. right, is what we're get, getting at here. And I really felt like this is, this is my... Probably my favorite episode so far. Yeah. And, reason of, of that is bill burr mm -hmm. yeah. most definitely um so and here <laughs> looking through stuff here so um I, I also i also wanted to to make a just a reference of uh two of the jokes that i liked right yeah yeah that, that bill burr had had a bit of a a hand in like you said Vin, Vin, Vinny, that that he might have ad-libbed some stuff too right but they yeah. said he was, he was in. They introduced him as a former Imperial sharpshooter, and man, <laughs> I was I was a stormtrooper jackass or whatever. He yeah. <laughs> yeah, I laughed so hard at that. Yeah, and, that was funny. That was and funny. The other one that cracked me the hell up was when they were trying to instigate. He was instigating. He was trying to get the big guy. The, I forget his name, but the but the the muscle to take his helmet off. What's his name? Berg. Berg, Berg, yeah. Okay, so he was trying to get him to take his helmet off, and he's like, he's like, he's probably a Gungan under there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the other, the other one I caught was, there's no way that Night Shoes was in the script. Exactly. Oh, right, right. Exactly. That's totally bizarre. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just that's just that's his quip, like that's his timing. You know, he's always he has and he, he, and has he balanced things, it too. Everything, yeah, he does. He balanced it too. It wasn't just like Bill Burr, like zingers. It was like he was serious too. So he, I, I felt like he, he just, yeah, he just did an amazing job. I was, and that's there. the thing. Like he, he, he made the character itself believable, you know. And 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 it, and it pretty much was that, you know, it was the engine to the rest of everybody else that was actually supporting, you know, him. You know, right. I, I really, really felt as though he carried it as well and the thing is like to make him like the main that he was basically the main focus the main villain um you know of the actual episode and him carrying it as well as he did i mean i thought he did a phenomenal job and i was just so happy because it was one of the best episodes so and yeah so okay you guys are gonna have to help me out here I, i'm having trouble looking it up but the director of this episode is the director's up episode two. What's his name? It's Fiyama or something. Uh, yeah, he 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 um directed. I think he did dope. As yeah, well. Also, I saw, but I I didn't know he directed it. So he's he's just he's just a talented fucking guy. Yeah, he is. Dope was dope. <laughs> dope was real dope, and and I, basically I like. I seen dope in the theater as as just like a like nothing better to do, and I was so glad I went. It was incredible. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it was so, and I'm glad that you know he he's getting that work. And I'm also glad, which we'll probably, you know what, I'll just wait because we'll probably touch on that once we 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 get to that particular part. But I mean, what I wanted to say about it was, I'm glad that I mean, if you look at the pacing of the show and I'm how he he made it like. Seriously, he made it, it, it. You know what it sort of felt like? Um, it felt like I was watching like a galactic predator in a sense, because yeah. it was just basically the way he made it feel. The pacing of it, it was like it kept you on the edge of your seats because you didn't know what was going to happen next. 
You know what I mean? And I like just that pacing of it. And it's the, you know, just the, the, the sheer scale of, you know, we're seeing each individual character and how they gel well. It was like, you know what, the way they looked, it was like a galactic suicide squad to me. That's how yeah. dope it was to me. That's what it kind of felt like. So so that's a perfect segue here is, is what into my next little question here is that uh, is we got some interesting characters in this episode all around, not just Gilbert, right? Yeah. And so people that you, you got a past with uh, or a potential sexual past with one of them. Yeah, from, with the Twilight. Uh, right? And uh, was, was their name Zion? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh so we got we got that little info, right? But here's my question. Are we getting tired of throwaway characters? Because we're getting a lot of interesting characters, but it doesn't seem like they're like they, they it's like they get one episode. Yeah. You know what? I think and, and I, I didn't mean to jump in, Vinny, but I think No, go ahead. I think you know what we're seeing is I've thought about this and, you know, and, and, and you do bring up an interesting point. I really did think about this and on the scale of everything, but I was like, you know what, in a sense, it's sort of, it makes sense that they're doing it this way. And the reason why I say that is because I think, uh, we are still dealing with the Mandalorian and we're still, you know, we're still basically dealing with the development of his relationship with, you know, the child in which I'm guessing this next episode is going to kind of, well, hopefully it would segue into a piece or a bit of a backstory on the child itself. Uh, but we're still seeing the development between those particular two characters. And I don't think they want to throw too many eggs in one basket to take, to take the focus away from that main plot line and that main, you know, the chemistry between those two characters. But we're introduced to these particular characters. And I, and I know it's not basically like a one shot with the, each individual character. We're going to see them again down road, but I think it's just the foundation that's being built right now. So whereas we get a chance to see them, you know, uh, a bit, um, you know, uh, piece by piece, one by one. It's not one of those things where basically we're not going to ever see them again. I think we're just being, it's creating uh, okay. that that atmosphere we're, we're creating a, a space for those characters can fit in and eventually we're going to come back to those particular characters and get a chance to see them again that's what i think okay That's a, that uh, sounds sounds reasonable Vinny. Uh, i'm completely on board with it from the very first couple two three episodes uh i think i mentioned in an earlier show that it felt very you know 80s action primetime TV show like A-Team or Knight Rider where, or Incredible Hulk where our heroes are, are going from town to town solving problems in that town and then just moving on because they're on the run. So it makes complete sense that there's not going to be an uh, extreme amount of overlapping um, characters because he's on the run, on the move. He's going to different planets every episode trying to stay ahead of the guild. So, of course, as he gets to these new places, he's going to look for jobs while he's there and interact with new people. It is the life of a bounty hunter. You're not going yeah. to be constantly dealing with the same people all the time. You're literally on the run going from mission to mission. It makes complete sense to me. I feel like they didn't um, – it's, it's uncharted territory to some because we've never seen uh, – well, I mean – We've never seen a live-action Star Wars TV show. So I think people are so used to the format of the films. And this isn't a movie. It's just a TV show. And this is how many TV shows are. There's a self I mean, it's self-contained episodes. I think it's very smart, especially with the format that we're looking at where we're dealing with a week by week. You know, this, you know, this isn't one long cliffhanger, like, binge-type show. And one of the reasons why they they have it broken up like this, it, it, it fits because you can just – they're self-digestible you know, digestible episodes. I feel like um, maybe people didn't know what to expect, but if you really think about it, it, it works. And you know what? And one, one thing I did want to think about, what I wanted to say, Ian, is also – 
you got to think about it. We're talking about the Mandalorian here. And actually, his he's taking on the duties of protecting this child. I don't think that he has a level of trust. You know, he doesn't know. I mean, look, you have a bounty, you know, out on both him and that actual child. You're taking on the responsibility of watching over this child. So, yes, you run into people for the time being who are willing to basically help you. But you're also thinking about the simple fact that what if they found out about that particular bounty and they took it upon themselves to take the child in for themselves? So it's the thing is, it's, it's a level of trust that he has with each individual character that he comes in contact with. And the simple fact that he's already taken that responsibility and he has a connection to that child. He can't trust right now. So, of course, he's not, it's it's not within his personality, trait, or character to just accept anybody on board. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's both good points. Um, there's a, so he, so he, he wrote, the director is Rick, but, <laughs> sorry, I just added it here. It's Rick Femuia. Femuia? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. I'm a little illiterate, so. Uh, <laughs> now we got you. It's a struggle but, with that name. <laughs> but, but, so he, uh, so he, he actually wrote this episode too and directed mm -hmm. it. And mm -hmm. so, so he's, you know, he, he wrote and directed some some good stuff. I, I, I my two favorite episodes he's directed. Um, I, I think that. Uh, um, going forward, though, I mean. We're we're gonna have to hear backstory pretty quick, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's go with Leo. Yeah, I, I think we're we're gonna have to hear some backstory, and I think, I think, but I think the way they're setting it up, um, you know, we're we're seeing a premise here, um, but I think they don't want to dive so heavily into the backstory of the child. They probably want to introduce it. Uh, but not dive so heavily into it. I think that we'll find out more about the child in season two, since we already know that they're filming that right now. But I don't think right now they want to delve too much into it. They said we're going to get some backstory, but we're not going to know too much about it. Um, but I'm in completely, I'm in agreement, and I'm on board with that because, you know, there's a lot I want, you know, to kind of wait on and, 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 and kind of speculate and, you know, I want to actually just imagine what it is. You know, I, I don't want it. I don't want the entire story told to me all at once. Put it that way. Oh, um, I don't want it. I don't want to feel like I'm binge watching something or I've been and there's nothing for me to hang on for or, mm -hmm. or look out for for the next actual season. So but, you know, they do have to let us know something. And I agree with that, though. I, I'd like to say here that I, I'm a, I'm totally with you there. And and just like you said, you don't want to have that binge watch feeling I, I i'm loving what disney is doing with with this you know, episodic uh release here but you know going into going into this early episode coming up here right this is uh the next episode is wednesday and and what are yeah. we what are we thinking Vinny, on on uh, about the reason for this early episode uh let me answer both at once because I just want to chime in real quick on the last question about okay, sorry, uh, sorry. The, no, that's cool about the backstory. I want um uh, some answers for the child just to um just to progress that because I feel like that um is is more pressing. Like there's logistical questions I have about the child um that yeah. I'm very curious about as far as Mando. You could tell me nothing more about him for the rest of the season. Now I'd be completely fine. Yeah, I don't know shit. With when I was watching Empire growing up, I didn't know shit about Boba Fett, and I loved him. I didn't need to know why he was a badass. Him, yeah. I just needed. I just, you know, we went, you know, sixty years before we knew where Wolverine came from, and everybody was fine with it. I don't need yeah. to know. I don't need to know everything about his past. They did do flashes, which means that they are going to tell us. But if they don't tell us this season. All it does is give you incentive to keep watching the show when exactly. when the child is gone because that's their big – I feel like that's their big uh, hurdle right now. What happens when you move past the story? Yeah. So I feel like that's a, a, a huge uh, – they've kind of – I mean it's a, a blessing and a curse in a way for them right now. One, as one far as – is uh, Right before you answer this question, sorry I said you after that. 
one thing I wanted to say is just that um, they actually, in this recent episode, they just hinted at him kind of doing something that was not so good, right? They're like the. Um, I have to see next week on, so I'm not sure. What's that? I didn't see a trailer for upcoming, so I'm not sure. No, uh, I'm talking about Mandalorian. You're okay. talking, are you talking about the episode six? Episode this, six. this past episode? Episode six, right? So episode six, they, they're kind of, you know, arguing a little bit. And Zane says, you know, I've seen you do bad things in the oh, past. Oh, okay. And, okay. And, you, and you liked it. And, okay. and, and so yeah. that's also hinting at that maybe he's, he's less um, noble than he is now in the past. Okay, I realize yeah. I, now. I realize what you're asking. Okay, so I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> you got, I'm Sorry, I'm no, no, it's it's okay. I, I'm I'm gonna keep up with you. Uh, um, the early episode next week. I feel like um, I think that on face value, they I think they just want to um bring you into Rise of Skywalker. So at the very least, we'll we'll have an episode right before it so that they can throw on that sneak peek slash chiller at the end of it. However. We have no idea what they have up their sleeves. There may be something in the credits or ties in a little, a little maybe Easter egg or something that might have some kind of uh, influence or you know correlation to ep- episode nine. And it's mm-hmm. back. To, so okay, so then back to um, <clears throat> Zan's like little like throwaway comment about you know his past. I've, yeah. I've said from I said it from jump. He's gotten softer because of. Um, baby Yoda and I think that the beginning of the show he um, progressed in a way where he's more vulnerable because of you know what's going on with with the kid and what we've seen from the whole show is kind of him having a like blase blah attitude about his missions until he's in trouble and then he fucks everybody up it's kind of like it's kind of, it feels a little bit like Wolverine anyways. It's kind of like he's so badass he's bored. And then yeah. once he's really in danger, then it, he just goes into berserker mode. And and like, like you know like how you're playing a video game, you're just slouching and it's like, oh shit, now you're down. Yeah. <laughs> you just sit up <laughs> in your chair. Like, that's, that's, what goes, <laughs> that's what happens with him. It's like, it, it's like until he's really in trouble, he doesn't like really show off. And we've seen it a lot in this episode. When he was really yeah. like pissed off and in trouble, then we got to see what everyone is, um, wh- where his reputation has come from. Uh-huh. That's that's one thing I was going to bring up too. Is that I felt like this could have been the most badass we've seen him when he takes out that whole droid little group there, that cluster of droids, and 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 just and then also d- dismantling the group of people that are trying to the bounty hunters that are trying to to get him too. I thought this was just a great action packed. Uh, episode for him. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not locked in here with y'all. Y'all locked in here with me. Exactly. That's <laughs> exactly. what it felt like. And, he definitely. And he it. went. He went Rorschach on him. Exactly. Yeah. I I love that uh, that he left them in the cage too, right? So in the cell. So it's not like he killed them, and and so you know we could see Bill Burr again, right? I mean that's yeah. that was. That was my only iffy thing with this this oh, episode. Really? I felt like I I know it's Disney. He's not going to just be mansoring all these people. However, and I also know that these are strong characters that we may want to see in the future. However, they every quote unquote like kill was off screen, so we weren't sure whether or not he did kill them or not. And if they wouldn't have shown them in the cell at the end, we would have had the did he or didn't he. Yeah. And then if they came back on the show, it would have been like, oh, he didn't even kill him. He just locked him up. They, you know so they, I felt like they yeah. kind of showed the hand. They, they, played, they, they could have just left that up to our imagination. Yeah. But I think, I think, I think basically they, they didn't – I think they wanted to give us a sense of, in a sense, his code is, has changed. Right. You know, his, his outlook on you – know, it, it, and I think that's partly the influence of – you know, uh, uh, the child itself um, is a simple fact that it's it's partly an influence. He wasn't; it's not within his code. But and at the same time, what does he have to gain from killing him? You know what I mean? It really didn't really mean anything to him at that point. So I, I like think that's why they killed him. Though. Well, I mean, he would have, but at the same time, his sole purpose was 
you know, the, the bounty on that individual character to get paid. So he took the one in that he knew, you know, was and, and what 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 better way uh, uh, to to, you know, ensure safe passage than to get rid of the, the individuals who, you know, could possibly kill you. You know what I mean? Or at which least is keep why, them. And which but, is why I thought he would have killed them, because all of them now have a reason to have a vendetta against him and go after him. And if they're after him, that endangers the child, which is why exactly. I thought he should have killed well, And then when he drops space. off Quinn, because he, he, he throws the tracker on, so that way the, the rebels come and blow up their, their spaceship. So it's like he knew that that was a, a loose end he had to tie up with um, with with Malk. So why didn't he do that with the rest of the you know what I mean? It just yeah. seemed like, I think why, why did I think he pick it more so? Yeah, I yeah. understand that, but I think it's just more so him. Like, again, his his code has completely changed. It's He's not the same individual, the, the ruthless individual that we know or we knew um, in the very beginning. And I think that, you know, in the sense, you know, when he's looking at Yoda, I mean, not Yoda, he's looking at the child, you know, itself. Um, and the innocence of that individual child, you know, it, it is kind of breaking down those walls. And right, I think right. that's partly the reason why, you know, he isn't one of those individuals right now, because like, for instance, like he was trying to reason with the guard, um, and just letting him know, like, look, just put the gun down. You don't want this. Yeah. You don't want this. to yeah. go. So, you know, he was, it was in a sense showing like, you know, that, that side of him that was you know, at least a tad bit more lenient. He was, he was that, 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 you know, given a chance, you know, he's given him a yeah. chance to kind of whatever. And I think it's like, it, 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 what plays into the simple fact that is his sentiment with the child itself, you know, and I think that's what they're kind of staring towards. But I, but, but I do know if faced in a situation where he has to kill, he will basically do it. But a side hey. note real quick, not to cut you guys off, but did you now, if anybody and everybody who's familiar with KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic, did you recognize the assassin droids? I, no, I'm, I'm not the loop with, with KOTOR, so there's, there's, yeah, I didn't catch it. I went back and I, heard, I went back and checked some of the stuff out, and yeah, I did, didn't notice it after the fact, but not when I was watching the episode. So, yeah, but if, that, if, if you watch those droids and you go back to KOTOR, if you even look at it on YouTube, look at a couple things, you'll actually recognize the droids. That's awesome. Uh, so one thing I wanted to say was just you know kind of echoing what you're saying about how he's how he's softening up for because of his relationship with the child and everything, right? But it's not going to be a clean sweep. It's not going to be be a pancake flip, you know. He's he's not going to just suddenly be sweet and not kill anybody. Right. But he's not gonna. But he's not gonna be killing everybody that he normally would have. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I, like, I kind of like the idea that that he's like, well, I kind of had a history with some of these people. Some like maybe he even liked Bill Burr's character, right? Like maybe he respected him, and he's like, well, well, fuck, I don't want to, I don't want to just disintegrate him, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, so. So and but then he knew the other guy was gonna try to kill him like right as as he went away and so he he planned that that kind of thing too right yeah so um uh the next thing I wanted to say was do you think it was the, like partly selfishness and uh, and just kind of like the ego that each one of them had uh that led to them being caught so easily by the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it was ego, but I think, you know, in a sense, it was them. You know what? I, I got a sense, and, and I want to get Vinny's take on this too, but I got a sense of them trying to, in the way they looked at him, it was like they were trying to find a flaw. They were trying to find a flaw of a legend, trying to say that he wasn't as. You know, you're not living up to this legend that we thought you were and what we've heard about you and heard about the Mandalorians in general. So yeah. we're trying to basically, you know, them placing him in that cell, you know, them, you know, you know, catching him off guard the way they have or what they thought they did was them thinking that, OK, we got the upper hand. They didn't anticipate the simple fact that he would escape and they would become the hunted. So I think they underestimated him. But at the same time, they were so caught, like you like you said. They were so mixed up in their own arrogance that they kind of, 
you know, they, 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 you know, kind of misstepped or didn't, you know, really realize at that particular point what he was actually capable of. You know what I mean? So it's complete underestimation and they didn't really, you know, it wasn't well thought out. And, you know, we're talking about a Mandalorian and they must don't know how it didn't know how skillful he really, really was. Vinny, what you think? Right. I think um, that they had reasonable uh, assumption that they could double cross him because they were no slouches. Like Birdfoot had like virtually super strength. Um, you know, and yeah. uh, Dan was just like an like an assassin with those knives. Like, like Mayfield was, you know, a sharpshooter. Like they they were uh, an organized unit used to mm-hmm. taking on uh, very you know powerful threats and missions. And I felt like they had a plan. They knew exactly what they were going to do. And in fact, you know, in fact, they they did complete you know their plan they got him in a cell it's, it's kind of you know you know hindsight's 2020 20. i mean how would they know that he would be able to escape that cell i mean that's a lot had to like it's it's not exactly like you would assume that he would just happen to be able to like get a droid over there like he you know he, it was astounding that he was able to escape it wasn't stupid on their part i think it was a combination of it it was more so Mandalorian being badass more so than them being dumb or overconfident. Yeah. I saw, so that's what I felt like was really clever about the scene. It wasn't like these were just some dumb henchmen who didn't realize that Manda was the man. It was Manda was just that much the man. See, I with I agree with part of that, and I will I'll just I just say that I I feel like at certain points. They definitely did have a plan, and they definitely did accomplish their plan. But at certain points, they didn't. They weren't a team. They, you know, like I mean, he took them out individually. But that—that's also like you said, him being a badass and everything, right? But they, they, they almost gave off the the vibe that each one of them could do, be the leader of their own whatever, right? With mm-hmm. their own, their own, their own. What, just each each and every one of them thought kind of gave the vibe that they were too cocky. To me, yeah, but mm-hmm. I but but Mandalorian fucking rocked it. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 that's that's what I took from it. I took from it more so a uh, uh, a testament to to his um acumen than uh you know destitute of of what they brought to the table because I felt like they did a great job of of clearly pointing out how dangerous their group was and you know it, it just. Mandalorian was pissed that so that was that, you know. But they they definitely did um like calculate what he can do, figure him out, and then I also don't feel like they just double crossed him for, you know, no reason out of just arrogance and overconfidence. They had um planned that because of him leaving Quinn before, right? So it was revenge. So it wasn't just so because like, oh, we don't want to it wasn't kind of like, you know, a bank heist movie where they screw someone so that they get a bigger cut of the money type of thing. They had a reason for doing what they did. So right. everything in this everything in the story like made sense to me, you know. Well, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I just think I think part of that though, and, and I, I agree to an extent. I think that, you know, part of their plan, yes, they wanted to actually achieve that plan. And yes, there was a little, uh, there was a, you know, a bit of grudge at the simple fact that he did. But at the same time, they got, I think because of the simple fact that each individual, they they were so hell-bent on outdoing the Mandalorian. And they were were so hell-bent on proving that he wasn't this legend that, you know, they... You know, especially uh, uh, um, um, what is his name? Um, Bill Burr's character, um, Mayfeld. Um, yeah, they, Mayfeld. So they basically he was so hell bent on proving that, you know, he was met much uh, a much better suited adversary than anything, you know, that you know they were that became a level of arrogance and to the sense that they didn't really have that foresight to really see, you know, that okay, how capable you know, the Mandalorian is as not, you know, as, as a character or as, you know, as the, 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 the badass that he's supposed to be. Um, but yes, they did achieve their goal, 
Uh, but I think, in a sense, they still underestimated him as the Mandalorian. Like, they there was, did. The, there was a great line in that, though. When they were in the ship, though, there was an amazing throwback line, though, from Berg. He was like, if you, if you Mandalorians are such great warriors, then why are you all extinct? Which goes to show, like, how much their plan of being hidden has worked when only coming out one at a time. Like, the world really does think that they're all dead, and yeah. this is the only one left. Yeah. 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 True. But, but I would say that this group of the Mayfield and Zane and and, uh, and uh, Berg are not down with This Is The Way. No. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> they're not. They're not. That that was that's my takeaway from that. That they're 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 really not <laughs> not at all. Um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead here and and say, uh, you know, what did you? Where would you rank this episode so far? It, um, I rate it like I said. I mean, it, it's probably and I and I would want to say it's probably my second favorite. Um, episode, you know, I, I, I still, I'm still very much in love with episode three. Um, you know, I loved, um, you know, how that episode played itself. Um, and just like the pacing, the action, everything. Um, but I would put that right up there with it. Um, you know, even though I, like, I, I was very disappointed with last week's episode and it kind of made me feel bad because I am a fan of Dave Filoni. Um, you know, I, I am a, a true fan of his work, um, but it's just that when we're, we're coming into live act, just right now, it just doesn't look like it's a perfect fit. So to see this particular episode and it uh, kind of get us back on track, I love this episode. So I put it up there with like, a, you know, it's pretty much my second best episode. Okay. And Vinny, how about you? Um, it's, t it's, it's tough to like cement it. So uh, I reserve the right to change my mind. <laughs> but when I, so when I go through and just, you know, binge everything again, but right now it's my favorite episode. Um, there, episode three is, is probably was my favorite before. And if anything, maybe they're, they're neck and neck, but I just feel like this episode just might have the slight edge because it is just the, the quintessential, um, you know, I mean, we've seen this movie many times and, yeah. you know, like, Hero is stuck and have multiple enemies and he has to escape. And, you know, like we've seen it in first blood, like with Rambo and like, you know, bat, you know, Batman, like every, every badass character has a scene in a movie or comic or book like this, but we're yeah. seeing this in star Wars setting. So we're seeing and like everything in this episode was just, just incredible everything from we get we get them in space again we get um a, a red we get new bounty hunter characters that are all strong incredible characters which is just really it's it's underscored just how difficult that is to do in a 45 minute setting to introduce this many characters and have them all be strong characters then you have the setting itself of the prison which was well lit uh, they didn't have used darkness to hide the droids, the CG, and all the droids that were patrolling were unique character designs that were incredible and held. It felt like they had weight and gravity to them. Like so, I think there was a lot of practical effects there, obviously. And then on top of that, you have the intensity of the episode throughout the entire episode of are, are they going to find the child and and kill it. Every, there was you were like on the edge of your seat the entire episode like you know like you know the kid's gonna be okay but still you're like shit like you know it's very intense it was extremely um just well written badass and then at the end like with the strobe light with him coming up behind him it was just it was yeah that was perfect. that was incredible it was perfect it was I, I loved it it was just such a great episode it was just just another like a great uh, a great execution of letting you know just how serious he can be if put if his back is put against the wall. And I felt like it's exactly what the show needed after the previous episode. Like Leo right. says, like because it right. was a you know a questionable episode that we were coming off of, and it's like okay, 
is the show going to finish strong or what? And if yeah. this is how, you know, yeah, this is this pick the momentum right back up and then put it in another gear. It was uh, it was my favorite episode and my and episode number 2 like I said was my other my first favorite episode so now it's my second. Uh but both directed by the same director and I loved <laughs> I loved at the end like you mentioned when like Yoda the droid is like coming up on on the child and he's the child is starting to close his eyes lift his hand like he's gonna do the force right and he shoots in the back of the head and the child is like turns his hand he's like did i fucking do that yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was my girlfriend's her, her my girl's favorite part she was just like yo see we rewinded that part after we saw it that's awesome. <laughs> it, that's awesome. yeah it just go ahead Vinny. yeah it just uh was such a like such an amazing episode just from start to finish and uh i just i was more than more than happy with the uh the way that they they wrote this to continue also like we, we touched on before about the uh not necessarily best term for it but like throwaway characters and arcs that we're seeing new people all i feel like they're world building really i mean they they are Introducing characters and killing characters, but they're saving in characters for future episodes. And I mean, there's people on this show that you might feel like, oh, like, why are we meeting someone new every week? But we may see, you know, Mayfeld and yeah. Obi Wan. Yeah. Like, I think you might see. You know what again. I mean? Like, we we, we yeah. might see these characters in other Disney Plus Star Wars shows. Not necessarily. Yeah, like you said, it's world building. Yeah, I and agree with that. It is world building. You're you're correct, and I you know so it's just a question I felt like I I should ask with the throwaway characters, but um the the they they oh, I forget his fucking name every time I'm so bad with names, but uh, uh Carl Weathers character showed up in this episode too, right? And so it's nice to know that that that, that there's still something going on there. Yeah, uh, I it was. Um... Uh, so Vinny, what do you think of like uh, what do you what are your predictions? Uh, now we're going to predictions. What are your predictions, Vinny, going forward in the next episode? Do you think Carl Weathers' character will be? In the- I definitely feel. I definitely feel like um, the, you know, uh, what was his name? The uh, Zero finding that the, you know, the pod with you know, the uh, reminder of hey, like there's still you know a bounty on this this child's head. Um, is just uh, kind of, because it's been a minute since they faced any uh bounty hunters who were like actually after the child like it's been a couple episodes i think so i think it was just a, a reminder that he he has this target on their back that he has to like he can't just live on the run he has to figure it out so he either has to you know figure out a way to get the the bounty removed or find a diversion or out, outsmart this some way like you're not going to have you know you know, season eight, you know, <laughs> the, ch- you know, Mandalorian and the child still on the run. They're going to have to figure out a resolution, but it's a, a very big resolution because we're talking about, um, it's not just like some guy after this creature, it's, it, you know, a corporation or whatever, you know, after it. So it's not going to be easy to get out of. So I think that, uh, what we're going to see and what I expect to see out of the rest of the season is just, um, a a jump without a complete resolution of the child story because I feel like they have to, like, they have to get it. It sucks, and I know it's going to uh probably not be the most popular opinion, but I think that I don't know for sure that this is what they are are expecting the show to be. So I think they have to kind of progress that and get to a point where. It, the child is still with him in season two that they get to an end game for that. I don't think it's going to be like, that's a sidekick on the show permanently. Yeah. 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 Probably not. All right. What do you think, Lael? What, what are your predictions? And, and also what, what did you think of Carl Weathers character? I, I'm what it was. I can't think of his freaking name, but what do you think of grief? Grief. Okay. Yeah, grief cargo. Um, I think, um, because, like I said, I mean, it's 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 
you know, letting us know that his his character is still, you know, pretty much, much, much more so, very much at the forefront that's there. Um, and that, you know, he's going to play a very pivotal role um, in, in the episodes to come. But I think um, we're going to pretty much experience probably some heavy hitters um, coming up next. And my prediction, and, and I really believe this, is because, I mean, how do you, how do you create like a, a huge cliffhanger, like something that's really huge? And in my opinion, I think we're going to actually see a bit of separation between baby uh, or the child and the Mandalorian to the, the it, it might even get to a point where the child's taken. Um, and, you know, he just doesn't know where it's at. He's just trying to find. So you never know. They're going to create it. In my opinion, I think they'll create some type of distance because we can't, you know, we're looking at the chemistry and, you know, they already actually got us as fans baited They They, they, they lured us in. Um, so how else would you create a bit of confusion? But I think we're going to see, you know, some heavy hitters and it wouldn't even surprise me as if, you know, we see these heavy hitters, we see something come along, take the child, you know, and it's a lot more than what the Mandalorian himself can handle. And he might go back and start putting together a team. You yeah. never know. For season two, right? Is that yeah, what you're exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that, that's very viable. Like Magnificent Seven style, sort of like. Yeah. Love it. I, Our, I feel like they're also going to give one, uh, if not not the next episode, maybe the the finale, I feel like they're going to have um, the child do like one more force usage of, of something because they've been teasing it since the uh, the Mudhorn. So there's got to be like, you know, they got to bookend the season with him doing something in Kerba at the other end. And I feel like that might be the uh, a, a twist. Like it might not be that the child is, is taken or and so that he has to go on. Because, I mean, they've done that in the show. So I feel like what if there's something, you know, attacking him and he uses his power again, but it hurts him and he's not waking up. So there may be like he and he has to get help for it or something like they could play up that, too, because there's so much that they could do to um, to put the child in in danger without separating them. So that he might have to find a, a force user or a Jedi to kind of help with, you know, or a doctor you know that specializes in jedi like you know like that would help or explain what is going on with the physiology you know physiology of the child to kind of explain what he should what he needs like it's if you have a you know if you have a kid you're going to have to you know <laughs> get it in shots it's like this thing needs a shots maybe you know yeah, <laughs> you know it's like if it if it uses its powers again and it passes out, like is that normal? I mean, so that so there may be you know that aspect of it of the child being in danger still you know with him, but just not a separation plot line. I think another possibility could be even that that it might come to him using the force powers again to help the Mandalorian and maybe even himself, but that being detrimental to him being captured by somebody else. Yeah. So that's a possibility too, but yours is probably more likely since we've seen him pass out and and suffer some some in, almost injuries from these overloads. I'm, on, I'm only saying, you know, that I feel as though there would be a bit of separation because we're we're it's like in each episode we're seeing hints of it. You know, if you think about it, we're seeing hints of the child almost placed in a perilous situation. You know, uh, where, you know, he's either almost taken or almost killed. You know what yeah. I mean? I think, you know, to create more of a of, of a dramatic, you know, cliffhanger is to, you know, draw some type of separation in between them to the point where, you know, either 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 they're both caught and separated or one of them is separated from the other. Like, I mean, and, and it just kind of makes more of a dramatic twist. But you're right. I mean, it can go either way. Maybe, you know, he overexerts himself puts itself in a coma um there's so many different possibilities that we can basically predict i'm just interested to see what wednesdays because i don't want to think too far ahead because i think yeah. after wednesday we have like what one more episode yeah yeah, yeah. so I we, we may all we may yeah. all be wrong we may see exactly uh, we may see mandalorian and baby yoda like decide look i'm tired of running yo let's let's team up 
and just go attack the base or wherever. And we may yeah. see, uh, we may see the child like gearing up like Gizmo and Gremlins with just like the rainbow <laughs> headband Gremlins. and uh, the flame and arrow, and <laughs> they're just going nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's a possibility. Um, yeah. Okay. So, our how we feeling, boys? Did we uh, did we do a good show here? I'll, it's a great show. Great questions. Great pacing with it. I mean, you asked some very interesting. I loved it. I loved tonight's show. Uh, I can't, me, myself, I can't wait for Wednesday uh, for so many different reasons. It's a good setup for Thursday. It's a good time to be a Star Wars fan right now. I mean, I'm feeling good, right? I'm about to actually watch the Jimmy Kimmel show because they have the entire cast on tonight. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I, I'm glad you guys are here. I'm glad we have this show. You know, I, I'm glad we have a consistent show two days in a row. Man, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. it feels cool to get all these uh, anxieties and questions and thoughts and opinions yeah. out and just out in the world, just cause just let off some of yes. that. Because yes. just the, the the tension and the build up for this. I mean, like you know, this is practically our whole lives building up yeah. to episode nine. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, and we've created a platform. With that? Yeah, absolutely. I said we've created a platform that we can have these discussions. You know what I mean? Like, that's the most amazing part about it. Ian, you did a great job tonight, bro. Thank you, man. All yeah, right. you, you killed it, man. Just great questions. Hit all the beats we needed to hit. Well done. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much. I, I was I, I, I tried pretty hard. So should I should I just call it now and Yes, sir. All right. Hey, good good show, boys. Great show. Can't wait to talk about episode seven. All right. Oh, good night, everyone. Good All night. right. Good, good night, night, everybody. All right. See y'all later. <laughs>